Get Ripple, the bright new drink with that ring-a-ding flavor, Ripple. Ice-cold Ripple is the new drink for lively people. Hello. Hey there. Welcome to the Ripple Podcast. I'm Rosa. I'm Angela. And we're going to tell you some great stories. Uh, some horrific stories, too. Yeah, they're usually not that great. I mean, we try to end a little bit on a positive. That's true, to an extent. I have a fun um, last thought in a shot for you today. Oh, you have it planned out already? I'm so on top of oh, it. Oh, wow. I was. You saw the list I made today earlier. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of like effort that I, I don't put into this. Every single U.S. state... And then the other countries that where we have listeners. And then I next to it, I put the episode number that we have done that matches up with it. You should put this on Instagram. So people can see that I really yeah. did it. Okay. Uh-huh. Or, well, I was thinking so people could look up, like, if they wanted to listen to a story about their oh, state. Yeah. Like a um, table of contents, if you will. Yeah. A thesaurus? Nope. Not a thesaurus. Not a thesaurus. Table of contents. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, do you have any fun stories for me? It's weird. I feel like I haven't seen you for a while. Well, you've been gone. Yeah, I. that's true. I was um, in good old Palm Springs for a few days. Hot. So hot. It was 118, I think, at the Holy hottest. shit. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was really hot. We had really big ideas to go out on this like six mile hike oh no yeah that didn't Mm-mm. happen we didn't hardly get out of the pool the well, entire that's time not a bad thing though yeah we got out of the pool pretty much to get more drinks and to pee perfect yeah yeah so it was really fun I went with a bunch of my high school girlfriends we kind of do a little girls trip every year and it was nice. super fun yeah that sounds like not a bad time at all no it was very relaxing no kids no husbands no boyfriends no responsibilities perfect right I need to take one of those trips it's been a while I'll go with you okay where do you want to go um what kind of trip do we want to do like a super fun trip like drinking wise dancing wise ghost hunting wise Uh, can we do all of those things I'm sure let's find a place where we can do all of those things Let's let's go to New Orleans Oh. That has all of those things. That's so weird because I was not thinking New Orleans, but I was thinking somewhere where we could dress up. Like hey, we dress can dress up, up anywhere. No, but New Orleans, we can dress up big. I mean, obviously not Mardi Gras. I mean, we could go for Mardi Gras, but that's not for a really long time. We, what do you? What would you dress like? How would you dress up if you were to dress up in New Orleans? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's do some research. Okay. Why did you pick New Orleans? Oh, because you were saying drinking, dancing, and ghosts. Oh, and there's a lot of that. Yes. We haven't done New Orleans, have we? Um, Did we? Uh, uh, nope. It's still on there. Ooh. Yeah. So that would be a fun one to pull. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, uh, did you do anything fun? Uh, Not really. I just regular old same old, same old, mm-hmm. just work and stuff. But I heard this story yesterday, and it was so weird and creepy and sad but like I just kept thinking about it so I thought I would bring it to the podcast tell me it's strange and unusual so I don't know you probably have heard but I don't know if you were on vacation mode maybe you just turn the news off but you heard about the Miami condo collapse I did okay so I heard this story about a family that's still getting mysterious phone calls from missing family members that were in the condo when it collapsed Did you hear about that? That's terrible. It's super terrible. So the family of the Florida grandparents missing in the aftermath. Oh, grandpa. Yeah, but it's like their parents are calling them, if that makes sense. Yes, got it, got it. Uh Yeah, they are grandparents, but it's the parents They're calling calling their kid. Their kid. So the family of Florida grandparents missing in the aftermath of the Surfside building collapse told Post Tuesday that they are still getting mysterious phone calls from the couple's landline, at least 20 since the catastrophe. Oh, shit. What was that? (laughs) The ghosts are mad at us. It was like a generator or something that just kicked on? I don't know. That's weird. Okay. Or maybe an air compressor. Oh, that's all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So these phone calls are coming daily and they're just these eerie calls. And every time they answer it, all they hear is static on the other end. Um, they haven't been found, obviously. They're still at this time. I don't know what it'll be like once this this 
errors, but there's still 150 people unaccounted for and 11 people have been confirmed dead. Have they had any survivors? Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of survivors. I mean... Because when does it go from a rescue mission to to a recovery mission? I don't know. I'm not sure. So terrible. And did they know what happened why this happened uh i heard and i don't think this has been confirmed but there was like a a support beam above the pool that was on an upper floor and that had been like corroding over time and they were in the process of basically getting the funding to have it repaired so they had issued like a I don't know, a repair maintenance fee to all of the residents mm-hmm. that would pay for that, but it just hadn't been done yet. Oh, no. And So they I, knew it was not coming, obviously, but they knew it, that there something was, needed to right, be fixed. Right, that something needed to be repaired. At least that's what I heard on the radio. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that's just one story going around. Yep. Well, anyway, that was a really sad story, but I thought it was, I don't know, it's just like one of those things that sticks in your head. It's creepy. So what do they, I mean... Do they really think someone's hitting redial or do you, do they think it's just some wires that are uh, active? I kind of think that's the thing. I, I wonder if that was the last phone call they made before mm-hmm. and something is causing it to redial again and again. Mm-hmm. It's super creepy and super sad. Like yeah. I would think like every time you got that phone call, you'd have a little glimmer of hope and then you just hear static on the other end. So I... um. I got a few phone calls after someone I know passed away from their phone. Really? From a cell phone? From a cell phone. And so it said their name when they called me. And so did somebody have their phone and was calling you? I answered it and nothing was ever there. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It happened maybe three or four times. What year was this? Uh, maybe two years ago. Oh, really? So that's like fairly recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. So what do you think it was? I think it was just some like little glitch as much as I would like to believe it was someone trying to contact me, but I didn't have that close of a relationship with that person. That's uh, that's really surprising because usually you're the person who believes in everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked to hear that you just think it was some sort of glitch. I, I mean, I think if it would have been someone I was like closer with. Well, maybe you meant more to that person than you thought. Well, and maybe, and, you know, actually towards the end of this person's life, um, we actually were kind of getting closer. So maybe. I mean, I would love to believe that. I would love to believe they were reaching out to me. I think you should. Okay, I will. I totally believe. Yeah. I had somebody message me on Facebook after they died. What? Yeah, but I think it was just a hacker. Because it was just like, it was some, it was so random and it wasn't anything this for person. Money? Did they tell you they were some uh, Arabian prince? They, it turned into like some sort of joke. I, I don't know. It was really weird. But yeah, I, I had that happen. And I'm like, oh, this is just somebody's Facebook got hacked. Oh. But there's some weird statistic that like there's more people who have died on Facebook now than living people. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, I, I would look it up if I had service right now, but I've heard that statistic. There's more. It's like a, it's like a digital cemetery. Wow. Isn't that so weird? I mean, I'm friends with, I don't know, four or five dead, six, probably, I don't know, close to 10 dead yeah. Facebook friends. I won't unfriend them because I... Well, why would you? Yeah, exactly. I don't really unfriend I anyone. I still get their birthday notifications I do too. every year. And depending on who it is, I will still go right on their page. Oh, really? I don't do well, that. Well, for one person, I do. For one of my closest friends, I do. Huh. Um, just like, hey, thinking about you or hey, heard a song that made me think of you and... Yeah. yeah, there's one friend that I absolutely do that too. I have a friend who passed away and he, I get a memory every year because he wrote something on my wall specifically. Oh, sure. And it was so nice. It was just like this really nice message. Like I went to high school with him mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, I'm so glad to see you're doing so well. You're such a great oh. friend, blah, blah, blah. And I, I guess I never saw it and just didn't, or maybe I, I saw it and I'm like, oh, I'll respond later. And I never responded. Mm-hmm. And then he died. Mm. So it, it's really weird every time I see that. But it's still nice. Yeah. It's still really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, so, on those happy notes. Right? 
Um, I hope you brought more of these margaritas because I'm almost finished with this one. Are you really? Uh-huh. I um, pounded it. We might need to take a pause and get some more because I only brought these two. Oh, no. These are amazing. They're really good. So these are Cutwater margaritas. and they're What just did we have that was from Cutwater recently? Uh, I think we had their hard seltzer. Okay. So they need to become a sponsor. They're really good. Because everything I have from them, it's delicious. Yeah. So this is the margarita in a can. Is yours margarita too? They're both margaritas? Mine's strawberry margarita. Okay, you have strawberry. I have mango. So this is actually, I'm glad you like it because this is not what I had intended on bringing. I had big plans to Tell me have about a theme. So I'm talking about Rhode Island and I was going to bring, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring micheladas. Made with, <gasps> that's like I know, my favorite drink it's, ever. It's totally not Rhode Island at all, but it's this red. Is, okay, it's red. <laughs> that's one connection, but also it has Clamato in it. And mm. Rhode Island is known for clams. Okay, want to know something? Yes. I have like a tall boy in my fridge right now. Oh, you might need to. We might need to take a little break and grab that. So split it. Yeah, it's a it's a spicy. Okay, so during during the break, if we need okay. a break, we'll have to go get that. But I would love to hear your story. I don't even know what your theme is. Oh, I didn't pick a theme. Oh, remember, we talked about last. Was it last? Yeah, I think it was last. I know, week. It feels like forever since we've been together. Uh- Oh, so what we had discussed is that we're not going to do themes anymore. We're just going to find a weird, interesting, interesting, strange and unusual, strange and unusual story, whatever happens to come up from that area. Yeah. And just go with it. That's right. Yep. Cool. Okay. So speaking of my story has a little bit of true crime. It has a little bit of conspiracy. It has a little bit of mystery. Um those are the best ones. Yeah. They just hit all the topics. They hit all the topics. All of our weirdness. Yep. And I'm going to start um, I'm going to start at the end. <laughs> and okay. then we're going to go back. So, Rhode Island, the smallest state in the United States, correct? I think so. Or Maine. No, I think Rhode Island's the I smallest. Think, I feel like it is. It's too. pretty small. I was going to look up some state facts and then I was like, eh. eh this isn't geography. Oh, okay. So, it is 7 p.m. on November 10th in 1993. Okay, not that. I mean, I mean, it is that long ago, which <laughs> is the crazy keep thing. You that. I know. Because it is now. It is so long ago, but the 90s don't, don't seem, seem that long ago. Okay, so we got for, through the first three words. All Go. right, so it's 1993. Police are called to a vehicle blocking the westbound lane at the Pill Bridge, which I think is now called the Newport Bridge, but it's a really big bridge. Okay. It's like... Like the Golden Great? Sure. I don't know. It's just really big. Okay. So when they arrive, they find a Toyota Camry idling and the headlights on, but the car appears to be empty. Okay. The police look around for a driver, but nobody's around. They peer inside the empty vehicle only to find two piles of neatly folded clothing in the back seat. One is a man's gray pinstripe suit and the other a lady's suit in lavender. On the front seat is a handbag a pair of white high heel shoes, and a wallet containing $50 and a driver's license. All right, this is 93. Those sound very 80s. The suits? Like a purple um, suit for a lady with white high heels? I guess that's early 90s. Were there stockings also? I don't know. Nylons? I couldn't tell you. Probably. Okay. I feel like that would be that era. Mm -hmm. So the driver's license belonging to Adam Emery. Now, when police see Adam Emery's name, that immediately sounds alarm bells. And they fear that Adam and his wife, Elena, have jumped to their deaths. Like over the bridge? Over the bridge. So you know how I was saying it was like a really big bridge? Mm -hmm. So it is a 1,600-foot suspension bridge that sits 400 feet above, like, from the floor to the top, but it's about like 250 feet above the surface of the water. Okay. So still really freaking big and yeah. really tall. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know where these places are, but it connects Jamestown to Newport. Okay. Yeah, I think. Sure. <laughs> it connects point A to point B. Yeah. Got so it. It's, it's really big. Okay. So who was Adam Emery, Kay. you ask? I do. <laughs> So Adam Emery was considered a strikingly handsome, six-foot-tall, broad-shouldered young man with blue eyes and dark hair. Okay, great. He actually looks really creepy. I'll show you pictures. Oh. Like, he's got this, like, 
I don't know, just like that intense, creepy dead stare. stare. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dead eyes. Anyway, Adam had gone to Rhode Island College and majored in business, and he worked during the days as a carpenter, and he went to school at night. He worked, he also worked at the college coffee house. He was just like super motivated person. And after he graduated, he went into the army and served for three years as a military police officer. Okay. So he left the the army and then he found a civilian job as a um, customer service representative for Todd Enterprises, which was a plastics manufacturer. And he was like doing really well. He was excelling at this. He was just like motivated person. Yeah. Sounds like he was like. Taking all the opportunities. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Coffee shop, school, all of it. Yeah. yeah. And he was like super outgoing. He loved going skiing. He was really into fitness, which is why he was like so broad shoulderedly and buff. And he also loved his beautiful wife, Elena. Oh, they were married. They were married. Yes. And Elena was one of five children. A little background on her. Um, her family came to the United States from Italy where she was born. And that happened back in the 60s, and her family started a business of fruit and vegetable sales. Love it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, her friends described her and Adam dating as like just, they were just head over heels for each other. And as soon as Adam graduated from college in 1988, they got married. And he they were just like the picture-perfect cover couple he was like this super handsome tall guy Mm -hmm. and she was just like beautiful attractive wore tons of makeup had big hair like she was Mm -hmm. all done up all the time she was an office manager for a construction company and the two of them had a great marriage as their friends how old were they at the time when they got married no sorry when they went missing jumping yeah so adam was 31 okay and elena was 36 so she was five years old oh a little cougar town going on <laughs> i don't know it's five years i mean that's not that big of a difference i love right? it hey i'm i'm with an old younger guy yeah that's so are true you. yeah yeah i am huh weird <laughs> anyway um so the couple were like two peas in a pod a family friend said and they loved each other they had um they loved each other a great deal is what the quote says a great deal says that a great deal a lot they Um, liked each other a lot and elena often said which is such a freaking weird thing to say but i'm not here to judge except that's what we do every single (laughs) week is judge these people but she often said i could never live without my honey oh Romeo and Juliet. She really liked him. She did. So Adam lived with his wife on a ground floor apartment in a white colonial type house in the suburbs of Cranston. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. The couple was super happy and in love and everything was just going perfect until one night in 1990 where everything changed. Okay. What happened that night? Well, it was a foggy night. And it was August 31st, and the couple went for a drive in Adam's beloved, beloved or beloved? Beloved. If you're talking about an item, it's beloved. Really? That's a rule? I I just made that up. Oh. But it sounded good, right? Yeah, sure. So he really liked this car a lot, (laughs) is basically what I'm trying to say. So he had this 1985 black Thunderbird, and it was like his pride and joy. Some people even said like he was obsessed obsessed with this car he loved it did it have a like a gold eagle on the hood that's so funny that you say that because like I was trying to find pictures and I wanted to know so desperately like I needed to know if it had the big huge eagle on yes. it yes I'm gonna say it did Absolutely. I can't confirm that it did <laughs> but that's the way I'm picturing it I mean you it. hear the word thunderbird you've got to ha- and it's black you've got to have yeah. a golden eagle uh-huh. on the- yes yes okay I'm We're gonna, gonna say, say it does yes So they were going to go for a drive in the fun car, and they went to pick up Elena's sister, Maria, and her husband, Ronnie. And they were going to go on a double date, and they went to Rocky Point, which is a place in Rhode Island. To make out? Oh, I mean, no. It sounds like a make out They were going to go get some clam cakes and chowder. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if the microphone picked that up. (laughs) I hope so. That was, if the microphone did pick that up, that was Ash's. Um, our pod dog. Our pod dog making a, a really like a disappointed moan at the idea of getting cram, cram cakes, cram clam cakes and, and chowder. <laughs> um, 
so yeah that's what they're gonna do they're gonna they went to like this little like i imagine it like a little stand like a beachside stand okay. where you just like sit outside like the jolly oyster i don't know what that is but sure in ventura the jolly oyster yes it's like a food truck oh a food truck yeah mm-hmm. i mean probably i was thinking like andreas oh yum yeah something like that mm-hmm. so probably just like a little stand where you get your food you go sit outside so they had their clam cakes and chowder and then the four of them loaded back into the t-bird when suddenly they were hit from behind and then sideswiped like by the same car yes so like imagine i like i pictured it like they're coming up behind them they nick them on the corner and then it kind of spins them a little bit maybe but they like they hit them in the back they take out a tail light and then they sideswipe them and take off okay so this was a total hit and run and they're like holy shit you know somebody just hit us and they're just taking off and they're mm-hmm. kind of like in shock and they don't really know what to do and the car speeds away and Maria, the sister, yells, let's follow him. Like, <laughs> yes, what I, the hell? I kind of love her. She's rad. Yeah. So Adam backs up. He turns towards the direction of the speeding car and he starts looking for them. So they speed up behind a 1975 Ford LTD. It has a dark. A, Is you that know, a truck? No, it's like a like one of those big old cars. LTD. OK. Like a suburb. Like, um, like not a, a suburban, but a. What are they called? Like a coupe? No, I don't know. It's like, it's like, like a family car. Really, yeah. Sedan. Sedan. That's the term. Uh-huh. Like a sedan. Like it's a big old car. And they, Maria says like, that's him. That's the car. That's the car that hit us. So they see these three guys in the car. It probably helps that like the front end of the car is like falling off as they're driving. Well, they're from behind. So they can't really tell. She mm. just recognizes this car and she's like, that's the car let's go and so adam starts like flashing the lights because they wanted they took down the the license plate number they this guy you know hit and run yeah insurance let's trade he's getting pissed and he this person is is not pulling over and he just keeps following them so he follows for almost two miles and this guy tries to lose him down these dark streets and alleyways and tries to just like turn really fast and just lose adam so Adam decides that the only way that he's going to get this person to stop is to cut him off. So he speeds up ahead of him and kind of just like turns and, you know, blocks the road. So mm-hmm. this person can't go anywhere. And so he finally stops the car and he yells to the driver, hey, you need to stop. I just need to talk. You hit my car. So he gets out of the car because the driver is not responding. The driver's just like sitting there and he is going to go confront him. So Elena, worried about who Adam might encounter, totally. is like, hey, take my knife. She has like a pocket knife that oh. she keeps in the little side thing on the door. Oh, like the little pocket? Yeah, little pocket on the door. Mm-hmm. So she hands him the knife and she's like, here, take my knife. So Adam goes over to the driver and immediately the driver throws the car in reverse. And Jeez. is like, get in the hell out of here. Whoa. So Adam reaches in the car because the window is down and he's thinking i'm gonna turn the ignition like i'm gonna just grab the key um, which is that's pretty ballsy it's pretty ballsy and it's super ballsy because the driver did not stop and so at this point adam like half of his body is hanging inside of this car yeah and the other half is being dragged and he's screaming he's like i have a knife you need to stop and the guy still doesn't stop So Adam takes out the pocket knife and he stabs him in the arm and the guy still doesn't stop. So then Adam stabs him in the chest. And then as this car is backing up, they're in a residential area and it hits like a landscaping boulder and comes to a stop. This boulder was in the front yard of a man named Bruce Bishop, who happened to be a prison guard. And he witnessed the entire incident. So Adam... He yells to Adam, drop the knife. So Adam complies and he drops the knife. Yeah, he was trying to just like protect himself at that point, I feel like. Well, he is then soaked in blood and the driver gets out of the car. Police are called. Ambulances are called. But it's too late. 20-year-old Jay Bass dies at the scene. 
Oh, because Adam stabbed him so many, not so well, many, he, in the right spots. Not did. right, in the... He ended up, he, so first he stabbed him in the arm and then he stabbed him in the chest. Okay. So he very quickly lost like a ton of blood mm-hmm. and died before he ever really made it to the hospital. Wow. So Jay Bass, let me tell you a little bit of background on him. This is the prison guy. No. That was Bruce Bishop. Oh. He was the owner of the house where the car ended up coming to a stop because it hit that boulder. The guy that died. Yes. The guy who died is Jay Bass. Got it. So Jay Bass was a high school dropout who became a hamburger cook at Burger King and then worked at Mr. Donuts. Mm. He was one of six kids in his family. And the summer before this incident happened, he worked at Rocky Point Amusement Park and the concession stand. And he kind of did it because... He had, you know, a big family and these nieces and nephews could get in for half price, which is really sweet. He loved cooking, which is why he took all of these like food service jobs. Okay. And he would bring home like extra sausage and pepper sandwiches from the amusement park to his family after work. And his dream was to open a diner of his own someday. Mm -hmm. So on that fateful day, Jay only 20 years old, was killed. That's terrible. It was terrible. But what's even worse is that Jay was not the driver who hit Adam's car. (gasps) Shut up. Yep. Oh, no. So on August 31st, just hours before the crash, he called his sister Diana to tell her that he would stop by for dinner, which was meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Diana had no idea that that would be the last time that she ever saw her little brother. I hate this story. Yep. After that, he picked up his cousin, Joshua Post, and the two went to play Nintendo and decided to pick up his friend, Jay... Oh, sorry. His friend, John Gorman, a 15-year-old who managed Dill's Lemonade Stand at the amusement park. After he picked up his buddies, they drove off in Jay's Ford... And that's when a man in a black Thunderbird started chasing him for no apparent reason. So he was by himself in that car. In his car. No, I just said he picked up his cousin and his friends. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So, which makes it even worse because his cousin, who's probably like his best friend, and and his other buddy. Yeah, his other buddy who was in the back seat, like they witnessed their friends getting murdered murdered for by some crazy person for no reason okay so the car that side swipe swipe that's a really hard word to say swipe the car that side swiped adam's t-bird was never found and innocent jay was dead now adam is charged with murder as i feel like as he should be okay Interesting that you say that, because just a little while ago, you were like, well, he was was defending himself. (laughs) He was defending himself. So after eight months of being in an adult correctional institution, Adam and Elena's family raised over $270,000 to bail him out. And he returned to work while awaiting his trial. And he was doing really well. Like He even got a promotion at work. And finally, after two and a half years, the trial began. So it was almost like an accidental murder. An accidental murder? Yeah. Can that be a thing? <laughs> Can that be the name of this episode? Accidental murder? Accidental murder. Sure. I, yeah, but like, what do you say to the person who got murdered? Whoops, sorry. It yeah. was an accident. I didn't mean to. I feel like manslaughter is an accidental murder. Yeah, probably. But this is, this is something else. This is like in a category of its own. Yeah, like, okay, he, I mean, I feel like the only reason he started stabbing the guy is because the guy didn't stop, but But the guy was scared. He didn't know what was going on. He thought some crazy guy was in his car. Exactly. Like, what would you do? I would go. I would freaking gun it. I, there's no way I'd I'd probably go so fast. I'd try to like fling him off of my car. Exactly. So. Okay. Keep going. So it gets sticky, sticky situation. So Adam Emery's lawyer claimed that he killed in self-defense after being dragged by Jay's car. Mm -hmm. Quote, it began as a mistake and turned into a tragedy. Tragedy. I'm with you. (laughs) Tragedy, but didn't make out to be a crime. 
The Assistant Attorney General, Jack McCollin, said, Emery put himself there. You don't get self-defense when you put yourself in the situation. I, I, it's really weird because normally I feel like I side with one side and I don't know what side I am siding with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was drinking. I, I think like, okay. And maybe it's because we're so close to L.A. Mm-hmm. But I avoid road rage. Like I, there is some crazy people out there and I don't want to fuck with them. No, They're not worth absolutely it to me. not. So the whole idea of chasing down somebody who sideswiped me would never cross my mind. Well, and I mean, just a couple episodes ago, we talked about the little six year old boy that got shot because of road rage. Exactly. Like it's, it is not worth it. Mm-mm. People are crazy insane and and I don't want to like invite crazy into my surroundings like if I can avoid it I will absolutely just you know get get some good insurance and and yeah it's not worth it it's not worth fighting life yeah (sighs) okay all right I, I still don't know where I'm going with this story well no because you like you bring up a good point because if that's the case like you you're kind of unsure well in a criminal trial if there's reasonable doubt then you have to go with that reasonable right. doubt. Like and if I was on this as on this jury, I would absolutely be conflicted as yeah. to mm-hmm. how I was going to vote. Right. Okay. So it gets crazy. The courtroom has all kinds of characters floating around. So first you have Elena. And when the jury comes in, she's... Okay, so this article that I read said she was sitting behind her. Oh, I guess so, because he's not on the sand. So she's sitting behind her husband, right? Does that make sense? Are you visualizing that? You you know I can't visualize shit. Okay. (laughs) A courtroom. They have the defense, the prosecution. They have their, like, big tables up front. Okay. And then they have, like, the the, whatever they're called, spectators behind them. Mm -hmm. And then the jury in front... And then they have like the witness stand in front. Okay. So Elena is sitting behind her husband and she keeps saying, and they have to like stop her because she keeps saying, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. And there will be hell to pay. What? Yeah. Wild, right? But I understand how she's blaming herself because she's the one who handed the knife. Okay. And she probably, like the other people in the car, was encouraging him to, like, go, go, go. Right. Because Maria's the one that pointed out, like, hey, that's the car. Mm-hmm. And she says that, too. Like, on the witness stand, she's like, I'm the one who told him to do it. I'm the one who pointed out the car. But, and there'll be hell to pay. I don't yeah, understand. That doesn't make sense. But there was some weird conflict going on between the Emery family and the Bass family. So her brother shouts at the Bass family, Excuse me, turning page. <laughs> that they're a bunch of scumbags. Meaning who? Meaning that the family wanting him to get charged with murder is a bunch of scumbags. Like the people that lost a child exactly. or a brother. Makes no sense. So Elena's mother, she starts throwing a scene and she fell to her knees and began wailing, Oh God, 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 help my son-in-law. He's not a bad person. So, like, all these theatrics going on throughout yeah, this entire Yeah, they need to all be removed like from the courtroom. Like, you would think so. But instead, it was televised. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, they televise everything. The trial goes on, and finally, they come to a verdict. And on Adam's 31st birthday, he is found guilty for the murder of Jay Bass. Um, Guilty for? Second-degree murder. Okay. 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 I mean, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. I mean, it is. I mean, ah, gosh, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted. Like, I get it. You don't. It's almost like it's like aggravated assault that resulted in murder, which I think maybe would be man. I don't know. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would be conflicted because, yeah, like you shouldn't have done that. That was terrible decision making and it resulted in somebody's death. But at the same time, you were just trying to reach for the keys to turn the ignition off. And this guy started gunning it and you're falling out of a moving vehicle. Oh, OK. 
But you know, okay, you know about Castle Law? No. Okay, so Castle Law states that you have, and I don't know if this is true in like all 50 states, and I might, I might be making this up. <laughs> These are my Castle favorite laws. Law, Castle Law states that you have the right to defend your property. Okay. So if somebody comes into your house and attacks you, mm-hmm. you have the right to defend, to yourself. defend yourself. Okay. Castle Law, I believe... I know in some states, I think all states also applies to your vehicle. Okay. So if somebody is invading your your vehicle that is a threat to your well-being, personal safety, mm-hmm. you do have the right to defend yourself. So in that regard, Jay, even though he dragged this guy, that was his right mm-hmm. because he's being, being threatened. Attacked. Like he is the one acting in self-defense. Okay. I'm yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That does make sense to me. If that's true, I may have just made that a lot. Well, if it's not a lot, it should be. Because it, I mean, that would prevent like carjacking, not prevent, but like if someone comes up and tries to carjack you and you defend yourself. Yeah. And we've seen in various like riots, like people being pulled from their cars. Yeah. And that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So guilty. So he was guilty. So here's the thing. Because he was bailed out by the family, they had they set that huge bail price of two hundred or $270,000. They put their house up as like collateral mm-hmm. or however that worked. He got to go home. Okay. After his conviction and got to stay at home to await his sentencing totally it's just like um shelly michael like in her little ankle bracelet situation yes, exactly uh-huh. so since adam was still on bail he was free to leave the courtroom and he and elaine later after the trial and the verdict were seen at burger king eating oh so he could leave his house at as well. I Yeah, I guess so. I guess like, I, I don't know if it's a Rhode Island thing or uh-huh. if it's because they had so much bail set, like, and he didn't seem like a flight risk or whatever. Which but he was guilty. But he was guilty. That's weird that he was sentenced, but still allowed. And no, he wasn't sentenced. He was found guilty, but then he had to wait, await his sentence. Is that normal? I think it is possibly, but I don't know if it's normal for something as serious as a murder yeah that seems odd it does and he's facing 20 years to life okay that seems bizarre mm-hmm. all right keep going okay so they're seen at burger king around 4 15 they're getting themselves some dinner and then after that the couple goes to killy's sporting goods store where they spend 240 dollars on two black cotton sweatsuits so one for each some socks two pairs of 10 pound ankle weights two pairs of 10 pound wrist weights and two 20 pound weight waist weights i was about to say weight weights so 20 30 40 pounds is that right um well well two 10 pounds so 10 20 30 40 50 60 pounds sure i don't know i don't know if each each one of those sets was like a 10 pounder or it was 10 pounds combined Uh uh-huh either way it was a lot of weight Mm -hmm. looking at that it looks like they're preparing to make themselves sink sure right Mm -hmm. like that would be like the first rational conclusion And once police find all this information and they see, you know, okay, the car is here. They bought the weights. They have to call the family and let them know. So they let the family know that this is possibly what happened. And then they send out a dive team and they search for any signs of the couple in the water. And they search for days. They are looking all over the place. They're looking where the car was. They're looking towards the middle of the bridge, like any place where they could possibly find this couple who seemingly committed suicide i just think it's still so weird that you just got sent you know proven guilty 
for murder and now you can go do like whatever you want to do like i would i feel like some people would just be doing like mad amounts of like cocaine oh that's a good point i didn't even think about I that i mean i just like partying it up because they're gonna be in jail jail for however long yeah so it doesn't even matter like, like i'm never getting out so i might as well just live it up while i can totally and it seems like he's doing the exact opposite that's so weird because i, I mean even if even if he's like you know what i'm not gonna spend the rest of my life in prison do you think that like you would go to Burger King as your last meal. Absolutely not. And like end it all that very day. The day that you are convicted. Like no. you would think you'd like, okay, this is going to be my last week or whatever. If that was your thought process, like I'm not going to prison. There's no way in hell I'm going to choose to take my own life before then. Like you think you would, like you said, live it up. Even if you had no intention of actually going to prison you think you would live it up a little yes. bit. But no, that's not what happened. Or was it? I don't know. Okay. So the dive team, they're out. They're looking. They can't find anything. Okay. No signs of them at all. And then things start getting a little weird. And police have to take this very seriously because they potentially have a murderer on the loose. Because they're starting to think yes. maybe he faked it all. This was all an act. Because they start noticing these small little details about things leading up to this so-called death. So, like I said before, the entire trial was televised. And when the verdict was read, you can see Elena whisper something to Adam as soon as he's found guilty. And police are like, we need to know what she said. So they actually hire this person who's hard of hearing mm. and has developed this like keen skill of being able to read lips. Mm -hmm. And this lip reader finds out that she whispered, quote, we will do what we originally said. You promised me we should have done this before. Whoa. But what do you think that means? Um, they're going to run away. You think so? Uh-huh. Because what if it means like we need to end it? No. We should have done this before. They should have just jammed. And if they were like saying, okay, this is a suicides pact, why would she want to, I mean, I guess like a whole Romeo and Juliet sort of thing, but like she's not facing any charges. Mm -hmm. It's just him. So why would he, like if he really loved her, wouldn't he not want her to do that? Right. And like if she really loved him, like, hey, I'll wait for you. Like, how long are you going to be in jail for? Like, I'll be here when you come out. I don't know. But then they start seeing other things. So police pull the security tape from the sporting goods store. And then they interview the cashier who said something very interesting. You know how I said it costs $240 to buy all those weights? Mm -hmm. Well, Adam was really upset about the price and he was getting frustrated that he had to spend so much money so if he was planning on offing himself anyway why would he be upset about a 240 dollars price oh, tag uh-huh good so point that's another indicator that like maybe it's not what it seems uh-huh because they weren't going to be having maybe money coming in very quickly mm-hmm so at least two witnesses saw the emery's walking down the bridge Three quarters of an hour. 45 minutes. Why did I write three quarters of an hour? That was really weird. <laughs> 45 minutes before they allegedly jumped, yet no one actually saw them jump from the bridge that day. So if you go back and look at the timeline, okay, so they were eating at Burger King at mm -hmm. 4.15. They probably arrived at the bridge around 4.45. And so between 4.45 and you have the car being discovered idling at seven that whole time right there so between like five and six five and seven somewhere around there that bridge was packed that was like rush, rush hour. hour traffic so if they were to jump they're almost certain that somebody would have witnessed it and what's the deal with the clothes like they stripped down and put these black like Jumpsuits, jumpsuits on? on that's weird that's really weird and they did I that like in their car while it. it was on 
Mm-hmm. They left the car running. I don't know. And the headlights on. Maybe they wanted it to be discovered. I don't know. Um, okay. So a police officer who was sent to the Emery's house because obviously they have these missing people. We have to check the house. He didn't have a search warrant at the time, but he did like knock on the door to see if anybody was there. And he peered in the window and on the desk, he saw passports. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like, okay, maybe they decided they were going to head out somewhere. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, he seemed to, he, but the thing is, okay, this is a super frustrating part and maybe some information that I tell you a little later on will give me the answer, but they never really say if like once they actually got the search warrant approved, if those passports were still there. Oh yeah. That is frustrating. It's super frustrating. Okay. So after the police divers searched for several days without any signs of the couple below the water, below the water. In the water. In the water. Um, <laughs> they, they found nothing. The Emery family, of course, they're super distressed. They're like, you know, we could have just lost our loved ones over this whole thing. And the money that we put up. And the money. And we'll potentially lose our houses over this. They spent an additional $15,000 to hire their own dive team to continue to search Aww. for their son and daughter-in-law. Still... So if they did bolt, they obviously didn't share that information with family members. No. Mm-mm. Okay. No. And it was it was really interesting because, I mean, obviously, nobody really knows, like, I, I don't know how to word this, but, like, people take their own lives, and you hear all the time, they never would have done that. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought they would have done that. Yeah. No. But... Of course, that's what the family says. They're like, there's no way that Adam and Elena would have done that. There's that's the no thing with way. depression. People that do have depression have a really good way of hiding yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it's so kind of. That's kind of a null point. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, they found nothing after hiring these these additional search divers. So nine months goes by and there's no sign of the couple. A fisherman was out fishing one day and he pulled up his net and he was horrified to see that two leg bones were found within the net. And how do you know they were leg bones? Well, it's because they still had feet and they still had socks on them. No. So police are super eager to see who these bones belong to and the socks are the same kind of socks that were purchased from the sporting goods store. Oh, no. They take the bones in, and they're identified as a male's bones, and this male had to have been around five foot seven. Oh. Wasn't the other guy like six feet? Adam was six one. The bones did not belong to Adam or Elena. Oh. Well, that's weird. Yeah, super weird, right? I just thought I'd throw that in there. Coincidence. Yeah. You totally got me on that. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that nearly a year later, so in 1994, a skull washed up on some shore that I didn't write down the name of. In Rhode Island. Yeah, somewhere in Rhode Island. A skull washed up. It was discovered. And after doing DNA testing... They discovered that it was the skull of Elena Emery. No way. Mm-hmm. So we do know, in fact, that Elena did jump that day. Whoa. However, no remains of Adam Emery have ever been found. But how fast is that water traveling? Like, I feel like. If they found her, he went with her. He's not out there free. He's not. It's interesting that you say that. Oh, shit. Because even though Adam was declared dead in 2004, the FBI put him on the most wanted list in 2010. And we don't know exactly Wait why. Wait a second. Yeah. We don't know exactly why, but apparently the FBI knows something that we don't know. 
So Adam was declared dead in 2004. However, Adam was placed on the FBI's most wanted list in 2010. So people have reported seeing him in Rhode Island, what? in Connecticut, and Florida. And the FBI believes that he may be in Florence, Italy, due to family connections. So in 2019. What? In 2019. Like, that wasn't that long ago. Uh-huh. The FBI said that it was likely that they would find Adam Emery within the next five years. Years. No way. And they have no reason to believe that he actually took his own life that day. So one, two, three, jump. She jumped and he didn't. I don't know. Like he how? pushed her. But like why? Okay, so say he took off. Say he disappeared. He was running away. Why not take her? Why not take her with him? Like, why wouldn't they both go? Yeah, because obviously he escaped this long. I don't know. Maybe he thought that she would out him somehow. Uh, it's just, it's so weird. It's so weird that, like, they, that he is still considered... A missing person. A, yeah. A, what's it called? A fugitive. Yeah. Um, so, Whoa. I am so many twists and turns in this story. And I was wrong every <laughs> single time. Oh, it's it's so bizarre. I don't know. I want to know the answers. I want to know if he is still out there. Like I see I think it's especially fucked up if he's still out there and he let her jump. And his family suffer and her family suffer as well. Like all of that. It's just so weird. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think happened? Well, I was wrong. I thought he was gonna not be guilty and he was guilty and then I thought that they were going to just escape and be on the run and obviously she jumped mm-hmm. and he didn't and I thought he was dead so yeah I was wrong a lot well, okay and if like obviously they found Elena obviously she's dead but what led them to believe that he isn't like I want to know what that sliver of evidence just the is. sightings of him but people do that all the time oh, there's doppelgangers all the all over the place yeah I I just there has to be something that in 2010 would lead them to believe that he's still around and to put him back on the most wanted list yeah and a part of my ripple which is um, a little podcast gift that will be coming to us soon. What? Is that in Rhode Island, a few years back, they decided that they were going to reinvestigate a lot of these cold cases of missing people, of unsolved murders, and they took a little, I don't know, idea? They took a little idea from Florida why are you laughing because I can't talk um yeah so they they took this idea from Florida to create playing cards have you seen these no so you can buy this this deck of cards and I thought I wrote down the website and I looks like I didn't write down the website we can put it in the show notes okay and they're only like it's like five dollars for the deck of cards and two dollars for shipping so like seven bucks and Mm -hmm. you get this deck of cards and each individual card on it has an unsolved murder or missing person wow and he is on there so i ordered it for us so hopefully they won't be like what the fuck are these people in california buying our cards we're not sending (laughs) them that far um but yeah hopefully they'll be coming to us and what a good cause yeah yeah i think it's super cool um that whole, I, I was like reading about this whole project that they created where they're going to create this deck of cards and they were also doing like this website and all these social media plugs and everything. And it's like, yeah, the entire project costs $5,000. And I'm like, that is some efficient government spending. Seriously. Like that's $5,000? That's yeah. bonkers. So yeah, that's my little ripple. And um, that is the mystery of Adam Emery in Rhode Island. So whose leg was found? (laughs) That's a really good question. And I don't have the answer. And why was he wearing the same kind of socks that they were wearing? Are those just like sporting goods off yourself socks? Maybe it was someone that Adam 
like planted. Oh, you know, another male because they said it was a male and he was wearing the same outfit. Maybe that he Adam like pushed this guy over the edge. Maybe Adam killed three people. Oh, wow. And that's why he's a fugitive. Did I just like become an FBI agent? I think you did. Call me Scully. Okay, so are you ready for my last thought on a shot? I'm ready. All right. So you know that game, like a lot of people play like as an icebreaker. Or, I hate icebreakers. <laughs> or like sometimes even a drinking game. It's the two truths and a lie. Yeah, I do know that game. It's going to be two Rhode Islands and a knot. Oh. So it's going to be two stories from Rhode Island. I'm just going to give you the titles okay. of these news stories and one from not that's not from Rhode Island. Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, as much as I researched my story, I don't really know what the hell happens in Rhode Island. <laughs> I didn't learn that much about the state itself. So. Well, you're going to have to guess. Okay. So these are just random news titles. Okay. Story titles. Here's the first one. Cops not cool with whoever dumped red pleather sofa on road. Oh. Farm rescues and rehabilitates goats with disabilities. And firefighter arrested in Middletown for naked 7-Eleven run. Ah, shoot. There's so many Middletowns. There's (laughs) Middletowns all over the place. Oh, man. Okay. So the first one... About the cops not being cool with a couch being dumped. A red pleather sofa. So I feel like that happens out here all the time. Um, We just had to call County Works to pick up some refrigerator that someone dumped on the really? road. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I hate that so and much. And when you leave my house, look to your right because you'll see a probably four plastic white chairs that were just dumped. Lovely. Yeah. This is not a dump, people. I this hate my that house. so much. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves, if you can even call it that. But as I was saying, I don't think that that would make the news here ever. But Rhode Island, as oh. we talked about, is really, really small. Okay. So maybe it would make the news in Rhode Island. Okay. Gotcha. So I'm going to say that one's Rhode Island. Second one, goat rehab. Mm-hmm. That one is, I have nothing to go off of. I know Rhode Island has chickens. I don't know <laughs> if they have goats. Um, I'm going to say again, that is like a, a slow news type of story. Okay. And again, Rhode Island's really small. So okay. I'm going to say that's probably Rhode Island. Okay. Last one. Middletown. Say it again. Firefighter arrested in Middletown for naked 7-Eleven run. Oh, man. I mean, that would be news anywhere. I'm saying that's Florida. <laughs> That one's Florida. I'm going to Rhode Island, Rhode Island, Florida. That's my final answer. Okay. Rhode Island. Okay. California. Oh. Rhode Island. Oh. Some yuppies in California would rehabilitate some weird ass goats. <laughs> like that is something California people would do for sure. Yeah, totally. And what was wrong with the goat again? I forgot. They were, It's like a rehab center for like disabled goats. What makes a goat disabled? Like they only have a couple legs or they have like spinal injuries. Oh, well, that's nice. They can do yoga with them. Yes. Okay. Well, that was a good last thought and a shot. I like that. That's a fun game. Maybe we should do this from now on. Okay. Two truths. Would it be two truths and a lie? Two 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 states and a California. We should do two states and a California. Oh, one of them has to be from California. I mean, that's where we're from. Okay. I don't know. We could figure it out. Okay. Kind of silly. Kind of fun. Kind of lighthearted. Ah. All right. So I need to pick my state. Yes. For next time. All right. Here it goes. That one's there. Vermont. Oh, I love maple syrup. not where I thought I'm like I thought you were gonna say oh I love Vermont and I was gonna say when have you been to Vermont I haven't but I want to but I think a- my only Vermont reference is that um Ross went there 
Remember yes. in Friends? Yes, and he got the and sugar candy, the maple he, candy. Wasn't he supposed to go there with like a girlfriend and then they broke up? So then he went with like Chandler or something. Uh-huh. And they, he got like all hyped up on the maple candies. Yes, that is and such a good episode. They wouldn't let him cancel his reservation. They were like in the honeymoon suite. Yeah. Because that was the only room left because they did cancel his reservation and they had driven all that way. Yeah. And then he was going to like try to get everything he could have out of the hotel. So he starts like piling in the apples yes. and the basket yes. into his bag. And like teaching Chandler how he they could like steal like the shampoo and the conditioner. Um, and you can't steal the remote, but you can you take steal the, the batteries. batteries. <laughs> yes. We should do friends trivia. Oh, so great. Such a good episode. So good. Okay, so we're going to learn about Vermont. Maybe I'll make like a maple syrup drink Ooh, next week. A maple old fashioned. I have ghost pepper maple syrup in my house from Trader Yum. Joe's. Oh, I forgot about that. No one else will. I mean, it's kind of hard to like really put it on pancakes. Uh, but like maybe with a drink, it would be delicious. That's. I think that's what it's made for. Oh. I think that's what it's intended for, I'm going to say. Well, maybe I'll find a good drink with that. Perfect. Okay, well, until next week, don't forget to be a fountain. Not a drain. Bye. Bye.